don't it's get like it. there's no justification for he's, hating Trump. He's making so much. Okay. Yeah, I'm that stop watching <laughs> on. We'll okay. pause the Trump talk. Also, right. welcome to Trumpcast. <laughs> it's also it's also bad because I can't use any of it. That like I've got probably half the an hour stuff? of Trump talk. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should just cut it all into a, its own podcast. Yeah, and just call it Trump, <laughs> Trump talk. talk. Yeah, Fancy Gamer presents. Yeah, from over, from the last like six months and make a like two hour episode. Um. All right. Here we go. <laughs> good. Trump talk episode seventy four. Hey, welcome to Front Seat Gamer, episode 30. I'm Nick. I'm here with Severn. Hey, Nick. And Blake. What's up? How's it going? Good. Good. Um, So we haven't had a podcast since December or something, right? Since last year. Basically been a month. Mm. Whoops. Sorry, guys. No, that's cool. We were on holiday. Yeah, we were sort of... Christmas holiday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We needed a break after our break. Yeah. Um, Uh, so Severn was also wasn't on for that episode. You missed out on some fun. Oh, the uh, the other oh, the, the yeah, Rory the, episode, the the D and D, yeah, Seven Gates. I heard it. Yeah, what'd you think? It was good. Did you did you were you like, dang, I should have participated? No, only because I I don't do very well in those situations. Sure. It was um I'd never really played uh D and D and uh yeah I um I had some trouble like describing my sweet spells that i was doing and stuff like that yeah like these guys were just pretty fluent with like oh, i do this and then i do this and i was just like i I cast a fireball (laughs) did did you guys you you cast some real good fireballs (laughs) yeah real good there were some sweet fireballs did did you guys play on after the uh the surprise that oh no we we had ended there okay yeah yeah i'm just gonna close the window because okay get sexy in here no i'm kidding <laughs> um oh man it's dark in here so blake lives in a black hole no um he uh, we've got, he's got these giant thick curtains and yeah. and without the light it goes pitch black um there right, we go um yeah you missed out it was fun yeah it sounded like fun it was <laughs> uh what did you do i went back to uh wellington went to see family yeah um had the barbecue the same old thing yeah how's the barbecue Fantastic, good. Yeah. Um, Have you played any video games since uh, since last we spoke? Not too many new ones. I'm trying to play through Tomb Raider, the 2013 oh, cool. Square Enix one. Okay, the one, <laughs> not the one that just came out. <laughs> no, <laughs> not the one that was like nominated for Game of the Year and uh, there's beautiful graphics and. No, but uh, you know, I don't think I'd like that game. <laughs> it's a sequel. It's a, if you're. <laughs> You're, well, you're, well, are you enjoying I'm, the one you're I'm playing, playing right now? No. Okay. <laughs> so, fair enough. Maybe I'm, you I'm not. Playing, I'm playing through it because a friend said, look, I'll buy you dinner if you complete this game <laughs> wow. and we can talk about it. Because a pretty good deal. My, yeah, well, my friend, he's a huge Tomb Raider fan. Yeah. And I guess he wants to know my opinions on it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, I'm not enjoying it too much. Why? Uh, it's, it's, it's bad riding. It's... Uh, not enough cars? Yeah, exactly. Not she she gets beaten up a lot in that game. Yeah, she's just thrown around. Yeah. She's covered in blood. I kind of like that. I mean, <laughs> not, not, that sounds wrong. What I mean is, it's un, it's atypical, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, uh, first of all, it's it's pretty rare for there to be like a, a female lead in the game. 
okay. especially an action game. Uh, and when there is a female lead, she's often sort of treated like a delicate flower, which is like when you compare it to say Gears of War or, you know, I don't know, like there are a lot of games where the, the leads get beat up and, and injured and, and dire situations for them the whole way through. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of refreshing for the, the sort of same treatment for a female lead. Yeah. It adds to the realism and, and, and sort of the immersion, I think. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, it, I, I guess it's just not really my kind of game. Fair enough. The, the whole jumping thing. And it's, got, it's got a little bit of platforming, eh? Yeah, I, I don't think the puzzles are great either. Okay. Um, b because you'll end up, it'll present you with something. Yeah. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, two switches. Oh, I'll just turn these switches on. And then it'll be wrong. Yep. And then you'll be like, okay, n now what do I do? <laughs> and then you instantly have to press Q and get, you know, um, hints of, oh, of what right. to do. Be really? Because, yeah. Well, I mean, do you experiment much? No. <laughs> okay. Well, that might be more what it is then. It's, but, maybe it's not your style of game. Okay. I give you, I present you with two switches. What do you do? Okay. So we turn them on. What happens? You turn both of them on? I, well, I would certainly try turning one of them on. Okay. At least and see what happens. Yep. And then wind gushes through. Okay. At an angle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a stupid puzzle, <laughs> and it had it had two s switches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it, what you were meant to do was uh, there are these pillars behind this bell. Yeah. And you're meant to open one window at a time. Okay. Use a grappling hook bow thing, and then pull the bell towards you. Okay. Uh, so that it's smashed into one of these support pillars. Cool. Close that window. Yeah. Open up the other one and then repeat it. Wait, why did you need to open and close the windows? Uh, because you're up in like the mountain. And so does the wind like contribute to the swing of the bell yeah, or something like it, that? It, oh, okay. Okay. When you pull it against it, I guess. Oh, right. well, see, that okay. sounds cool to me. That yeah. sounds like a, a fairly simple physics one, puzzle. One thing I don't like about Tomb Raider, I guess, is that you're on some island and they happen to build some kind of radio tower without any like roads or anything that lead up to it you have to like climb <laughs> through this mountain in order yeah. to get to it uh -huh. it would have been a huge chore just to build that radius tower yeah yeah there um, are towers like that though yeah yeah i mean you you build something and it's been to last for like 10 years or whatever you're not gonna also and you want to you have to check it every couple of years or whatever to make sure it operates you're not gonna have a road there you're not gonna spend the effort creating a road a at least yeah Maybe. well it's, it's I mean, just an inconvenient to get to that structure do you know what i mean but is it supposed yeah. to be inconvenient i, I don't so think, I think it's more just meant crazy to... adventures along the way in tomb raider you do yeah see <laughs> it's, it's it's really bad i'm not enjoying it um i've only played like half an hour of that game um and it's it seemed all right from the little i played mm. i keep meaning to go back to it but i've got you know the witcher and fallout to finish and stuff yeah i don't have anything good to say about that game uh, and i've been playing a lot more rocket league oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah and holy people are really good at rocket league now yeah yeah we went are away uh, i went no <laughs> i went away yeah and usually we could verse some pros or semi-pros which is like first and second tier yep um rocket league players yeah now we verse them and you know it's like a 50 50 uh, whether or not we win or not well that's exactly what you want right yeah well that means just, it's competitive we're we're meant to be a level or two <laughs> above them 
Uh, and uh, okay. like I'm a I'm a veteran right now, which is one level above pro. That doesn't make any sense. Um. Anyway, that they're really good. <laughs> pro is meant to be the top. Oh, if you're, yeah. if you're a veteran pro, what if you're a veteran pro? Then you're 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 over the hump. You're yeah, it's, it's, you're yeah. a retired pro. <laughs> you're not as good as you used to be. You're you're you're. No, past I, think your that, peak. I think that game is interesting because like it so, did only come out like what six months ago mm-hmm. and even i could definitely see the the like skill curve yeah. change so it's interesting there's a few reasons something like that happens in a game right first of all people just get better but you also have a phenomenon where the bad people leave mm. and so you are the the pool of players is smaller and the people who remain are the ones who have been playing for a long time mm-hmm. and so you're naturally going to have uh, a, a higher difficulty curve. Yep, this is what I learned when I went back and tried to play Counter Strike. Yep. Yeah, you just the people get who owned. <laughs> yeah, the people who still play Counter Strike are often the people who've been playing Counter Strike since like 2000, right? Yeah. yeah. And so they've got 16 years of that game under their belt. So is there, is there any like meta in uh, in Rocket League? In Rocket League. Uh, um, Do you ever like get a message from one of your mates and be like, "Dude, the meta's changed." <laughs> no. no. No, um, it's no nothing. Nothing like <laughs> that changes. Uh. Is it? It is like game to game. Do does it feel different, or is it typically just everyone's chasing a ball around? Someone's on defense. Someone's on attack. It, it definitely feels like a, a sports game, much like soccer or you know. Sure, but it's just like you, you have good days and bad. Yeah. So, but in in like soccer, for example, uh, coaches will try new formations mm-hmm. and new tactics and like they'll like I, I saw a video the other day of a of a german play where ordinarily in a, in a soccer game you've got you know three attackers and a couple people in the middle and a couple people in defense or whatever uh, maybe four attackers on an aggressive play they had i saw one where like almost the entire team ran forward it was very aggressive yeah. and uh, and they passed back and then that person like kick the ball very like directly towards the goal from from their side of the of the field and the attackers because they were sprinting down were ready to there to pick it up and there was enough of the team to like juggle the ball towards the goal yeah and it was a very aggressive play and they could have like if the other team had had got control of the ball uh they'd have no defense there right but it was like that was it's a completely different meta right yeah you've got a very aggressive formation as opposed to a sort of more balanced formation what's great about rocket league is that um you're not dealing with five on five or anything right um so the the last couple games i've been playing are two v2s uh-huh and the one thing that we try to do as much as possible is try to stay on like away from each other yeah so that we keep the course like a little more covered right so if if the ball gets away from one of you the other one's there to yeah. pick it up so sure. we'll try to do a thing where uh if you're behind a guy who's mm-hmm. going for the ball where you want to just keep away from it we'll try to guess where the ball is going to go right. and be there sure yeah and, and usually when one person's going up for the ball another guy stay back how many players does that game get up to uh 4v4 okay yeah. Uh, do you find that? Have you played many four v fours? No, no. Okay. Like that mode is called chaos, and it really is right chaotic. That's the mode that um, when we play uh, in the office, yeah, that's what we play, and it's always just a scramble for the ball. Yeah. Now, uh, here's a little thought experiment for both of you. What if the field size were doubled in a four v four? Would the goal get bigger? Um, probably not. Yeah, the thing is, maybe, um, maybe, but maybe I don't know. Uh, what if you just scaled it up? Like the cars as well? 
No. <laughs> no. Everything <laughs> seems the same size, but it's just scaled up. It's just, but the gravity's different. <laughs> it's just the textures are smaller. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it'd work well. I, could, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll be cool. But but you but that that game works because you get these very fluky shots where you can yep. just like hit it, it bounces off a wall a couple of times and someone and accidentally hits it in and yeah. it feels amazing. Cool. Yeah. That's what if that it game. was half the size in a one v one? Yeah, that'd be pretty rough. Uh, I think the, half the size would be too close because like you can easily get the the ball and the goal right off the bat, you know. Mm. Because the ball will just start in the middle. Mm-hmm. Whoever gets there first has a really good chance of getting it in the goal. Yeah, especially in a 1v1. Here's another question. What if the field were a square and it was 2v2v2v2 and oh. you, had to get the, you had to get the ball in your own goal? Oh. In your, well, in your own goal. Well, so yeah, because there's now four goals, right? Uh, so okay. everyone's trying to keep the yeah. ball out of their like other people's goals. Yeah. You want to score it. That's interesting. Yeah, that'd that be could cool. be cool. That could be very cool. But it wouldn't be soccer anymore. That's true. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Um, they but are playing around with different already, modes. It's already soccer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be um, acrobatic, supersonic, flying cars well, or whatever. It, it might, though. So it, it would definitely be more chaotic, right? You're now splitting your objective. But then eventually, like, the people that solely play that will eventually get insanely good at it. Yeah. And, you know, develop, like, a meta. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. Isn't that kind of what you want? Yeah. The, the meta usually is like denying boost. It seems to be the one that okay. I can think of. See, I didn't even get to that. Like, I barely got to the point where I was like, oh, yeah, I can pick up boosts. Yeah. I was to, not to be denying fair, people. Last time I saw you play, you were all you were doing was chasing cars to yeah, collide into to, them. I was trying to change the meta. Care about the, you didn't care about the ball. You were just there to like wreck cars. Yeah, I was trying to change the meta. Okay. People would see me doing that. And they, oh, yeah. my God, the meta's changed. How, how did that play out? <laughs> not very well. Okay, yeah. But look, you got to try but different hey, things. Hey, yeah, you know you what? Know? I, I appreciate the experimentation. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Blake, what have you been playing? Um, I've, been, I've been playing the... Um, well, I went to paintball yesterday. Okay. Um, real paintball. I want to point out. Not, not virtual yeah. video game paintball. Not, not video game paintball. <laughs> so I, there have been some paintball video games. Really? What's yeah. the point? Yeah, that's my question as well. It's like, um, can, all just, <laughs> can you just change the paint These fake red bullets are too dangerous. It? Let's yeah. make the fake bullets faker. Um, but yeah, I'd never, I'd never been before, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Very tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get to the point where it's like I wanted to keep going, but my body was just like, no, you can't. You're done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was was shaking his head like, oh, that's pathetic. what the sedentary lifestyle does to you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what working at a video game studio is like. I, was, I walked up a hill yesterday and felt that. So, oh, man. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess I should. I guess I could talk about it. But um, I messed up my arm kind of badly. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to do like a Rambo charge at the uh-huh. end of me. Um, I got pelted real bad, and then like, well, because the um. So the main problem is that uh, the the goggles fog up real bad. Okay. Right? So I'm blaming my equipment for this. Sure. It wasn't my yes, competence. definitely the goggles. Yeah, definitely. So I'm charging at the enemy. I'm getting some shots off. I get pelted and say, like, "All right, I'm I'm out." But I've got such momentum. I can't. The, the goggles are so fogged up that I can't really see debris on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I just straight up like, trip over. So this, let me let me paint a picture right now. Your goggles are fogged up. Yeah. You okay. Think, imagine, imagine. I can't see. Now's the time to charge. Well. <laughs> 
Well, in in previous games, my goggles. This this game was particularly bad for my goggles fogging up. Uh-huh. And in 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 the the previous round, my goggles had gotten so fogged up it was like looking underwater, so I I couldn't <laughs> see anything. And like I was just stuck behind cover, going, I can't shoot anything. I don't because I you, can't see anything. Why didn't you take your goggles off and wipe them you out? You can't. You can't take your goggles off. Okay. They they'll kick you out if you take your goggles. Oh, off. that sucks. Yeah. Um. You can buy like anti fog stuff, but it doesn't yeah. work. How do you know? Because I tried it. So you bought the anti-fog stuff. Well, uh, one of the guys uh, bought it, and then okay. I, I used it as well, and it didn't it didn't oh, do much. That sucks. Uh, but yeah, that that round uh, after that round, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna charge at these guys. Yeah, and like, sc- screw it. You know. So I charge in there, barely being able to see anything. Yeah, and because of the visibility, you know, I can't see the debris on the ground. So I ended up tripping over. Face planted. Yeah, face planted, but landed with one hand out to catch oh. myself. I def- I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard a click oh. in there. And yeah, I pulled some sort of tendon or something Ouch. in there. Like, I, was, I was done for the, the rest of the day. Did tactics come into play while you were... Oh, well, actually, that's interesting. Like, um, We actually started off uh, eventually um, developing some actual tactics where like uh, there, was, uh, there, there was a group of four of us yeah. um, and... We would like right, one of us would run for cover while the others um, like uh, covered them, like yeah. shot the shot around at the enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we actually did that like quite well, and mm-hmm. like we were going leapfrogging from cover to cover like that. Yeah. Until um, we got, we thought we were flanking someone. Well, we yeah. were flanking someone. Uh huh. But then it turned out somebody else was flanking us. Yeah. And then we all got pelted from the side and like, from people we didn't even see. Dang. Yeah. How um, many people were? Like on each team, uh, so uh, I think it was probably say maybe fifteen. That was a quite that was a quite per, large team per side. Yeah, there was twelve of us from work went. Wow, um, and we got split into um, six and six. Yeah, six six. Um, but then we were also lumped in with a bunch of other people as well. Yep. Um, so it wasn't just. Uh, GGG, a GGG right. group, yeah. So within like the larger group, there was six of us, yeah. Um, and we were like a little squad, yeah, kind of like sure. went around. But the problem is, everyone is wearing the same gear, so as soon as the fighting starts and you run out there, I I can't recognize anyone. Right, you don't know who's yeah, friendly I don't know who's, who's. Well, oh. yeah. Also, I can't recognize who the enemy is. The right. only way you can really distinguish them is there's a, like an armband, uh-huh. but that thing, like as the day goes on, starts to because it's, just, into it, the it's paint. just tape. It's just tape. Oh, okay. And so it starts to get loose and fall. Starts falling off, and it's like hard to tell. So the main way to tell is basically who they're shooting at, and which way they're running. <laughs> like if uh-huh. someone's running towards you, they're probably an enemy. Just start shooting. Yeah, just start shooting. But several cases were. Just oh. our guys retreating. <laughs> so there's a lot of friendly fire. Oh happening. my gosh. So it's interesting why, like, you'd think maybe they would find. I, so I guess, were you wearing like camo gear? Yeah, or we, had, like that? we had these, uh, like, overalls that were like camo overalls. And, yeah. And that, and um, the helmet, everyone had the same helmets. And uh, yeah, the only distinguishing thing was like uh, the arm, arm tape. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if there would have been, like, obviously 
a really good way to signal who's on what team is you change the color of the overalls yeah, yeah. to one of those bright red and one of those bright mm. blue or whatever. But yeah. but then you lose the camo stuff. And that, that, that's, that's true. That but significantly in, hurts the In these tactical. courses, these courses were so small that uh, camo, the, the camo was more for show right. than were, anything Now, else. Was it, were you actually outdoors? We were outdoors, yeah. Okay. Um, most of the fields that we were on uh, was kind of just flat with like some trees and a bit of cover. Okay. So, so if you just not. lay down being like i'm camoed you're gonna get wasted yeah okay (laughs) Uh, there was one good um there was one good uh map that had a map map (laughs) yeah it's funny it's it's funny i call it a map yeah but then even the the marshals that were like running each map called it called the maps wow okay it's like the game lingo is just Uh integrated into society yeah it's pretty great or did it start here did it start at paintball maybe maybe it did maybe there was who knows um but the the my favorite map was um, this uh, one that had like a pyramid in the middle. It had, like each 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 sort of map was themed. Yeah. Um, one was uh, one was like this pyramid one. One was like called Tropic Thunder, and it had sort of like uh, like a sort of um, Vietnam kind of like towers and sure. and okay. that sort of thing. One was called Resident Evil that just had like tombs around. Oh, yeah. Okay. And one, the, <laughs> just, the one, the one I did my life. I don't think they played Resident Evil. Yeah, I know. I don't know why they called it <laughs> Resident know, Evil. They were like coffins and like tombs, just like out in okay. the forest. And that. Um, but the yeah, and the one that I I injured myself on, um, I can't remember what that was called, but that was just like a bunch of cover on and a bunch okay. of like barrels and stuff. Um, but yeah, this this pyramid Donkey Kong's one, <laughs> jungle. <laughs> yeah. But this pyramid one was quite cool because it was actually like it had trees and it had its own cover. And it had like these sphinx statues and like sure. a mini little pyramid in the middle. Of course, but it was also on a slope. <laughs> okay, um, and it had like some now, some decent like flax bushes and things like that around. Were was one person on the downslope, one per, yeah. like one team on the downslope, one person one team on the upslope. Yep, yep. That seems kind of rough. Yeah, it was because we we started um, on, on the, the upslope. Do you switch sides? Yeah, we do switch sides. Okay, cool. So I mean, I guess it's fair, but it's also unfair for whoever starts below. Yeah. Um, well, we started. We started uh, on the second game. We started below, and we had a rough time. Now, I've never used a paintball gun. Do you have to like? Is there a lot of curve to the to the fire? Like, for example, you have to factor in the the parabola of the to projectile. A, I mean, it depends on how far you're aiming. Like, they're pretty accurate um, in closeish distance. Yeah, but uh, if you want to aim and and yeah, the the drop off is pretty quick. Okay, so. There were times when I was like trying to hit people that were definitely too far away, and yeah. I was like aiming way above them and just sort of arcing it over. Yeah. Um, did you hit anybody from super long range? No. Did no. you hit anybody at all? I did. Yeah. Nice. Well, on, on the on the pyramid map I was just talking about with like bushes and stuff around that people could actually hide in. Yeah. Um, I I was in a firefight with someone behind like some cover, and there were some flax trees there, mm-hmm. some flax bushes. And um, I saw some movement in the flax bushes and just started pelting someone. And then their hand raised up that they'd been hit and then walked off. And I was like, yeah, nice, <laughs> awesome. And then you realize they're on your team. Yeah. I mean, just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was fun. But um, uh, non, uh, yeah, like video game wise, I've been playing the Homeworld Remastered yep. edition. How's that? That's fun. Like I, I, I've always liked Homeworld. Like way back, I played it. I played it a lot back in like must have been ninety nine or two thousand mm-hmm. or something when the first one came out, mm-hmm. and I had it on a uh, computer magazine demo disc. Yeah, 
And so I just played the demo for like probably a year. Yeah, I think we had something similar. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, I played I played StarCraft by then and WarCraft and all of that. Yeah. Um, but I'd never played. It was just it just seemed unique to me. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's it it has some similarities to StarCraft in mm. terms of like game like gameplay. I mean, it pattern. has a basic like RTS. You, you mine stuff. Yeah, you, you send stuff. your your ships out to the asteroids to mine. And yeah. They, they loop around. and They go back to your ship, which yeah. is basically no different from like. Yeah, it's exactly Harvesting. the same. It's just the that you have like, uh, you know, three sixty or all degrees of um of movement. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But do you find that actually makes a difference in terms of the thing? Is it kind of doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is a super bummer. Yeah. Um, although, like, uh, maybe a lot of the time, I feel it's just easier to do a straight on attack than try to like. Do some sneakiness yeah, with some inside three sneak space, especially like the thing is I've never played against a human. Yeah, I've only played against computers, and they don't use they don't care about the, the 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 full space either. They just like they'll just make units and go straight for you. Yeah. Um. Well, so I think we were talking a little bit about this at work. Um. On Monday. Yeah, I think I think we were. Anyway, there's one of the issues with like a 3D RTS like this in a 2D RTS. You can select your troops and then target a spot on the ground, mm-hmm. and they'll move to that spot on the ground. And you can, then doing this, you can sort of take a long path to get around an, an enemy base or an enemy mm-hmm. force or whatever. In a space game, when you're trying to target a location, it doesn't really know. Like in, in a 3D game, it doesn't really know whether you're targeting like right in front of the viewpoint or yeah. uh, a million miles in the distance. Yeah. And, and that can make it very difficult there's, to pull there's off definitely, trickery. And, there's definitely been times where I've like told things to move somewhere. Yeah. And then when I rotate my view and it does a little preview of where it's moving to, yeah. it's moving to somewhere in the distance. That's just sort of along that same yeah. axis. Yeah. Uh, it, like you have to, to, for it to work properly, you have to basically target a point of interest, right? Like a, yeah, a that, resource or, that is enemy. kind of what I've ended up doing because there's maps with just asteroids scattered everywhere. Yeah. So I just kind of target those asteroids. and Which at that point... Like, yeah, it might as well just be on a 2D plane. Yeah, well, and it, it, it's more like you're playing StarCraft where there's already waypoints that you have to yeah, select. Yeah, um, I think uh, that's a... Uh, would that be a controller issue? Um, I don't... Th- I'm, I think partially yes, but also like how... I can't think of a control scheme which would allow you to target in 3D space yeah. accurately without the controller itself yeah. being like a 3D space. Like the, <laughs> so the way you move stuff in um, in Homeworld is you have your regular right click which moves your units. Yeah. Or you, actually you press M, you can press M and then move. Yeah. But then if you hold shift, it um, will then allow you to move like up or down yeah. as well. Just uh, like in relation to the screen, like the camera? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so... Because the, these are Maya problems. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it kind it kind of is. It, it and I really don't know a solution for it either. Yeah, like, like do you think VR is gonna help that a little bit? Could you imagine picking may, out a actually, place may, in three D? I think I think VR will help. So I remember seeing a a a three sculpting demo using the the Oculus, uh, Oculus a while ago, mm-hmm. um, where there was a, a, a AR projection of a sculpture on a table. And someone was walking around the table, like using their hands or whatever to shape the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the end result was pretty cool. It wasn't like an amazing, beautiful, detailed sculpture, but mm-hmm. he got the general shape down really fast. Um, 
and you can I could picture something like that being used for a game like Homeworld, where uh, there's a projection of the battlefield, yeah, and you are like, you know, waving your hand around ships you want to select, and then like, like poking a point in space somewhere, and they, they fly to that exact point. Yeah. Um, the well, I guess the problem is you still ha- you're rendering a, a an area that is sort of, you know, how do you limit that? At, at what point does the render stop? And that's more like a design decision than anything else. But you have to have enough space in that room for it to make sense. You oh, can't yeah. have it be really big. Yeah. And the smaller it is, the less precise it's going to be, right? Mm. Um, and also, technology has to be able to keep up with this. Mm. So you need to. Yeah. It needs to be a really good render. I don't know. There's there's issues there. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm but just I thinking think that VR is probably the direction that it would have to go in for it to work. Probably. Yeah, I'm just thinking of like games like Tekken. You know, it, um, it, it's a, meant to be a 3D fighting game. Yeah. But when you press up, does it go backwards or does it jump? Like, it, it's it's controller limited. Like so in Tekken, you, if you double tap, it, it moves into the foreground. Or not the foreground, the background. Or so you sort of rotate around whoever you're targeting. Yeah. I actually quite like the way they do 3D in Tekken, although I know people hate it. Mm. Um, it It's not like a huge game mechanic, but it means you can dodge an attack and position yourself for another attack quite quickly. Yeah. Yeah, when when I want to move in the Z, yeah, like I don't need to think about it, you know. You mean in person, like in in real life? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Like and and to and to, to then try and like uh, make that work with a controller is just like yeah, but it's also like um, you're seeing the world from a first person position, mm-hmm. and f- and first person games don't have a problem moving. That's yeah, true. I guess so, yeah. Like if you think about all of the space games that work in a 3d environment are are typically controlled from a third first or third person perspective mm. where your your position mm. is locked around you don't the have a like separate camera that you're then you know you don't have yeah. a cam that's in zooming around you're, yeah like, you are you are locked to the object as opposed to um having free movement around a bunch of objects that you control yeah i guess what i'm saying is like the the keyboard and mouse is just not keyboard and mouse is really good in a in a game where you're locked to the object that's moving right like think about a first person shooter uh no i was just thinking with Meyer again okay (laughs) sure like uh yeah yeah, if you want to put points down uh, on the viewpoint you know it's rough especially like when you're trying to make a spline yeah that's the thing without locking it to anything yeah yeah you always have to flip to like top or side or whatever view to to do stuff accurately yeah Mm. um and that's kind of what i end up doing in um, Homeworld is like if I need to move like in the Y axis, oh, yeah. I'll, um, <laughs> you switch to the four. Yeah, I will. I'll fully like rotate my camera yeah. so I'm facing down and then move there, right? So I go know exactly where I am. Then then hold shift, then rotate to the side and yeah. then move up. Um, mm-hmm. And th- but then the problem is sometimes when I un like when I go to click for some reason the game moves the the locator thing like yeah. it. it I don't, I don't know, it like unlocks something and then it moves mm. to the background and I'm like, no, that's not where I wanted it. Uh, it's that's just, frustrating. Yeah, it's it's just a little bit annoying like that. Maybe, I mean, then then it is almost becoming mire if I, if I could just straight up flip to the top, like if there was just a top-down view yep. and then a side view and then, you know... Yeah, just you like put the, the view cube up. And then yeah, <laughs> I, need, I need the Maya view cube. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would probably be really yeah. good. <laughs> One thing I hated about Homeworld, do, do they lock the Z? Um uh, the, oh, the Z rotation, yes. So it doesn't barrel. Yeah, yeah. You get to a point where you have to where it stops, and then you have to rotate oh, cool. the other way. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you they do? Full light. 
what do they do in the remastered? Did you say you picked up the remastered thing? Yeah, yeah. What, I think it's, I think it's the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just higher textures, yeah, bigger it's just, textures. It's higher textures, and it looks it looks really really nice. It's got this cool um, uh, depth of field when because you can highlight, you can um, uh, you press like uh, Alt or sh- or Control or something, and it um, it 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 like centers the the camera on that point. Yep. So you can do it to a ship. And then zoom right in on that ship, Very which cool. is cool. And you can do it to fighters when they're just like zooming all around the place. Because when they fight, they're just you know in full space, so they're swarming all around. Yeah. So you can zoom right in and just like follow along as if you're you know in third person. And very it's cool. very very cool. And so like, it locks you to an object. Yeah, yeah. That's and, cool. And there's like a, a depth of field thing, so like everything around it is like blurry <laughs> as until it like gets really close to a, a battle, mm. like a giant battle cruiser, yep. and it starts to come in focus. How, how are cool. those? How are those god rays, man? Actually, I don't. <laughs> no, there, there are there are god rays. Yes, yes, there are because well, also they're very harsh because there's no atmosphere to like oh. I don't know scatter stuff. So the thing is like there'll there'll be maps where there's like a sun in the in the skybox, right? Yep. If you position the camera so that asteroids are like in front of it, mm-hmm. it looks very very cool. Like you fully see like these god rays just going like fully around it. Yep. Yeah, it's very cool. Nice. Um, I don't think the original one had that. Had God race, yeah, or depth think, of field, or de- oh, de- they definitely didn't have depth of field, yeah. <laughs> but also, um, depth of field when you do it on uh, like the bigger, bigger ships, they kind of end up just looking like toys. Oh, right. Yeah, and I find like depth of field kind of does that in general anyway. Just make things look like they're like tabletop toys mm. and stuff. Yeah, um, a lot smaller than they actually are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a bit weird. Like I zoomed in on like the the giant your giant mothership, which is yep. supposed to be humongous and it just still it just felt like you know but is that a, is a few, that a, few a centimeters right. tall or so it just didn't it's hard to do scale yeah in, a, in I, a fully 3d environment where there's nothing else to compare it to yeah i know, you know? i don't know how they'd like do it because it, it works pretty well when you're zoomed in on a tiny fighter yeah but then when you're zoomed in on the largest thing you kind of lose i find that scale giving something a sense of scale is often based on your movement velocity compared to it ah uh, yeah like yeah if that, you're moving towards a ship and you're you're in a ship uh if you're moving towards like a small asteroid for example you see it like grow really quickly if it's not that big mm. right it it rapidly grows in size whereas if it's if there's a giant mothership the the, the grow is much more yeah. gradual and that gives you a much like is that you know how much distance you've covered mm. and you're like oh man this is gigantic i see that's a that's a that's a good point like i never really thought of that um, but I get that in uh, Elite Dangerous as well. Have you ever mm. played that? No. Um, that is basically like um, it's a it's a space sim, yeah. You know, flying around in a spaceship kind of thing. Yeah. But you have this super cruise mode mm-hmm. um, because uh, you know getting around. It's, it's basically like a warp drive. Yeah. Um, and when you're in that, you're going super super fast. You can like blast past suns very fast, uh-huh. and and they definitely feel smaller than they yeah. should. And then when you go out of Super Cruise, you can be going full speed and there's like no movement yeah. in, in the planets or the sun around you and you feel yeah. like it's it's giant. So there's also there's this th- a thing called Space Engine, which is like free software. I may have mentioned oh, it Oh, yeah, before. you did mention it once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can go into free movement mode and, and you can sort of pretty accurately manually control your speed. And you can get that same sensation where you're like you're traveling towards a moon and at one speed it feels like the moon's very small but if you're going and then you look at like the speed you're going at and you're going you know three light years a yeah. second <laughs> and, and then you you toggle down to like an, a, an actual 
speed you might recognize 100 kilometers an hour and there's no movement yeah and you can leave it on for days yeah, and, yeah. and you see it really gradually grow well, that's also the thing in like elite danger elite dangerous like you can actually fly from yeah. like planet to planet but it will like the, the, it will it take like takes days a long time if you don't go into that yeah. super cruise mode yeah but then that super cruise mode just makes everything somehow not look right it makes the, the universe shrink basically yeah, yeah it yeah. does it does yeah i mean you you get a, a similar concept in in like any open world game like um fast travel yeah uh, just makes a world feel smaller than yeah. it is um, that's um that's actually why i don't use it in things like um fallout or like or, um, uh, skyrim yeah or skyrim i yeah. try not to use fast travel yeah it's um i used to play morrowind without ever using fast travel uh, because yeah. The fast travel in that you had to pay yeah. and time would pass anyway and you See, wouldn't the, get the to explore. Is, the thing is with that, I don't mind that kind of fast travel because it keeps me immersed in the game anyway. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but I was a cheap ass. So. <laughs> uh. Also, actually, uh, talking about Fallout, there's something weird in Fallout with their fast travel where you can just pick a point and fast travel there. Yeah. But then halfway through the game, they give you an option to call down like a helicopter and then fast travel in the helicopter. Uh-huh. So you're you're in the helicopter and you have a gun and yeah. it's just like flying across the map. Oh, that's cool. To your point, yeah. So I ended up just using that because it, it just seemed more like immersive. To yeah, me. that's yeah. nice. That's cool. Um, I, so I want to talk about something. I've been playing uh, a mobile game called Pocket Mortys, which is based <laughs> on the Rick and Morty cartoon series and is uh, basically an homage to Pokemon, which I love. I love Pokemon. Who doesn't? Um, yeah, who, doesn't? there are some people who don't like Pokemon. Those monsters, Digimon. Digimon. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Digimon is. Yeah. Um, and they do a really good job of capturing the essence of Pokemon, but they also they they ha- they do some things that annoy me or that Pokemon does not do or or has has sort of mastered getting around. Um, and basically, I want to talk about uh, difficulty. And um, and variety and how they're basically interrelated. Um, and so, let's use Pokemon as an example. You have you guys played Pokemon? Of course. Yep. Yep. So you know, you'll throughout your your game, you'll you'll visit eight gyms and you'll do your, mm-hmm. your whatever, and you'll you'll also fight trainers just in the open and, and in the gyms and in all sorts of places. Mm-hmm. And uh, early on, you'll fight trainers with one Pokemon, and you've got one or two Pokemon. And later on, you'll fight trainers with like three or four, and occasionally you'll fight a trainer with six, um, but usually it's not that many. And occasionally you'll also fight a trainer with one. When you fight a trainer with six, do you guys notice that like the Pokemon are very weak? It's been a long time since I actually played a Pokemon game. Okay. Enough to get to that level anyway. Sure, yeah. Well, basically... Yeah. So yeah. are they weak? Tell yeah, me. well, uh, you, you often, like, I remember there's there's instances where you'll go to, like, a cave and you'll you'll find a trainer and he'll have six Zubats and they're oh, all, right. like... Oh, actually, yeah, I do rem- I think I do remember the, right. the cave with the... Yeah, yeah and, and they're, they're all, like, quite low level. Mm. Like, they're all lower than the level of the cave or about the level of the cave Pokemon. And yeah. so you, you can have one Pokemon out and you'll blow through all of them and it doesn't really feel like a challenge. Mm. But it's sort of a novelty because you know, yeah. oh, he's playing another Zubat. Oh, yeah. Kill it. Another one, kill it. Oh. It's, also, it's also funny because you just get the feeling that that dude's just staying in that cave capturing Zubats. Yeah. Not really doing anything right. with them, but just collecting them. Um, and occasionally you'll also run up against a, a trainer who's got just the one Pokemon, 
whereas the the all the other ones around him have three or four. Yeah. And his one Pokemon are like three levels above the area and yep. and significantly harder and is is like kind of tanky and you mm. would, you know maybe use one or two Pokemon to take him down, and it's like actually a tough battle for the compared to like the six Pokemon thing, mm. which is kind of counterintuitive, right? You've got the the guy with six dudes being way easier than the guy with one dude. Yeah, um, yeah. But like the reason for that, so I in in Pocket Morty, you get to a point pretty quickly where everyone has the maximum Mortys of five. Yeah. Just for as a quick explanation, uh, po- and think Pocket Mortys is Pokemon except you're collecting different versions of Morty, which is one of the, I guess the child character of the show, <laughs> um, and, and they're all mutated and we're wearing different shirts or whatever. Anyway, um. You really quickly get to a point where, like, all of the all of the Morty trainers you're fighting against have like four or five Mortys, uh-huh. and they're all around the same level of, mm. as as the area, um, and it gets really tedious as a result. Mm. Like every fight takes you know five or ten minutes, and and it sort of follows the same pattern, and you don't get. Whereas in Pokemon, when you fight a trainer with six Pokemon, you feel strong. Mm. And when you fight a trainer with one Pokemon, you feel challenged. And when you fight a trainer with like a, a, just a, the normal amount of Pokemon, it's sort of the, the the standard by which you judge the other battles. Yeah. In this, you get to a point where it's just like it's the same level of difficulty uh, throughout, mm. and that becomes tedious because you don't get a chance to feel like you're strong or feel like you've got work to do mm. without that being the case for every other battle. And so you you lose uh, a sense of variety. Oh wait, wait. Sorry, uh, I missed a little. You're saying every person you verse has six, uh, five, five, yeah, five Mortys, which is the maximum. Okay, four, four uh, but they five, always yeah. have five. Yeah, at, at some point you you hit this point where they you they are basically maxed out. And, right, and the the difficulty then just becomes like you have to keep your Morty levels up to their Morty levels. And, okay. Um. And I think that that's a flaw in that game. Um, there's a, really, a lot of really cool stuff that they do in that game. Keeping variety and um, and keeping the difficulty changing is not one of them. And I think um, it's an interesting concept that I think we should be more explored in more games. Yeah. We have a little bit of it in Path of Exile, where when you beat a difficulty, when you get to the next difficulty, you find that it's a lot easier. Yeah, And that's actually kind of while, yeah. yeah it's kind of by design because you've just beat this really hard boss it would suck to go to the next difficulty and immediately feel like you're weak you'd, you'd burn out well yeah and on top of that you don't get a you lose a sense of achievement right when you go when you when you finish normal and you you hit the start of cruel and you're on the opening beach and everything's moving really slowly and, mm. and um you get the chance to go you're like oh i've i remember when i was doing this and it was a challenge and now it's really easy and I was just in an area that was really hard, and now I feel really strong. Mm. Um, and now I feel like a badass, and this is fun again. And I can it's it's a it's a change of of tone, and you get mm. uh, well. It's like um, I mean, it is like uh, the calm after you know a big battle. Right? Yeah, like in a in a movie. Even. Sure. Like there's usually a big ac- action sequence. Yeah, and, and it, then there's like a a sort of calm. Exactly. Yeah. There's, until there's the a, next big action. It's a, there's an element of pacing there. Yeah. It's also like it feels like a reward, and it feels like you're being rewarded for all your hard work with power. Mm. Um, and 
that's that's something that Pokemon does so well, and Pocket Morty is just really terrible. <laughs> does does um Pocket Morty have a level cap in it? Uh, I don't know if it does. It I I haven't reached it. My my Mortys are like on the twenty ish mark. I have a level thirty three Morty from combining Mortys. That's yeah. the other thing. Oh wow! Training your Mortys feels like the least efficient way to get high level Mortys. Ah. <laughs> because you, if you combine two Mortys, which is the way they most most of the Mortys evolve. Um, you just get a really high level Morty, huh. and so it, it feels like it, training Mortys is the wrong thing to do. What you should be doing is just capturing them and, com- and merging them, huh. and don't bother actually, you know, fighting for experience. Yeah. Uh. This is um, something that I've been uh, talking about with uh, a guy I'm working with on my game at the moment, actually. Yeah. And so what we're working on is a wave mode, and yeah. this wave mode progressively gets harder as, yeah. as you progress. Mm-hmm. And I think the way we're going with it is there's a pool of health, so 10,000 health. Yep. But that could be divvied up between five, ten monsters. Yep. And so that determines, like, their difficulty sure, within the okay, level. So, so I think that's sort of what Pokemon's doing. Um, a little bit, yeah. It, it, it's sort of like they – I see what you're saying. They yeah. spread out the, the difficulty by the number of monsters. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so we're actually going with that, and uh, it, yeah, it kind of sucks the way Rick and Morty's doing it. I, I, I think you'd probably just want to make it more difficult by increasing their hit points or something, right? Well, it's more like they it shouldn't. It's not that it should be more difficult. It's it's more that they should. If it's really a, an issue of it feels bad to play sessions longer than a battle or two because oh. you, there's no variety, right? Um. And you don't feel like you have gained strength, or, um, or or that the, there's like differencing differences in challenge. Mm. Does um, it feel like a grind? Yeah, it definitely gets grindy, mm. and but in in a way that's like I mean, Pokemon's very grindy. Mm. You you just it's the same gameplay for like 30, 40 hours, but because they. The battles are faster. Well, yeah, and but also because the the difficulty can spike up or down, um, you get an opportunity to experiment and feel the good about the choices you've made, mm. and you don't really get that mm. in this, which is I think a big hindrance for like the long term playability of of that game. What is that game on? Because I've heard I've heard other people talking about it, but Pocket Morty's. Yeah, uh, I think it's Android and iOS. Oh, okay, does yeah. it is it free or is it a? It's free. Yeah, you oh. can so you can buy tickets to get Morty's and other items. Ah, uh, um, okay. But, so there's microtransactions and yeah, of it too. but you can also get those tickets for free through gameplay occasionally. Okay. But if you you can like whereas I've gotten I think three or four tickets total in the you know I don't know ten or fifteen hours I played it. Okay, what will that buy you? Um, three tickets. It'll oh you 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 get to like you use like a capsule machine and, oh, and the capsule right. machine contains a bunch of items and oh, a morty okay. yeah um uh but you can buy like thirty tickets oh man for like ten bucks or whatever yeah. so yeah but I then think, it's random what you get yeah okay I yeah. think mobile games are pretty rough especially when they include like a market transaction uh like but yeah you kind of expect it that's just the way that that. I feel like it depends games on how that. it's done. Like, I really like the Crossy Road stuff where it's just cosmetic. Yeah, yeah. And so you can just have as much fun as you want playing the game. And, and, and they also give you they give, give you the cosmetic stuff as, as like, rewards. Oh, yeah. For a while, too. Yeah. Um, 
Pocket Mortys has, I think you, I don't, I think there might be a couple Mortys you can only get through the microtransaction thing. I don't know for sure. Okay. That's just what I've read. But for the most part, I and I, I haven't paid any money, and I've got fifty something out of mm. eighty Mortys, so eighty two Mortys, whatever it is. But then, yeah, it sounds like you've put a lot of time into this game. So like maybe you just reached that top tier where. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. So there's like a, there's an actual structure of the game. You have to beat this council of six ricks and <laughs> um uh i've beat three of them i think mm-hmm. and so and and the time between each rick is like doubled oh, wow. uh, and so it gets real slow yep. after the first couple um but that, like i said i have so that means i haven't beaten the game there's like a, a clear objective where i have to beat the six ricks and i've mm-hmm. beaten three and so there's still three or whatever to go and it's real slow and real grindy. How um, so? How how long after playing did it start to get grindy like that, where everyone's got uh, five Mortys? Uh, maybe three three hours, maybe. Okay. Maybe less than that. Yeah, it's it's pretty quick. Hmm. And it just at least so far it hasn't changed. So, yeah, Pokemon does better. <laughs> yeah. However. The the writing in Mortys and the the actual Mortys themselves are hilarious, and it's definitely worth playing because it's it's really entertaining. I don't want to spoil it because I might check it out because like I've heard people talking. about Oh, it's 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 really fun mm. um, until you sort of hit, hit that, that tediousness. Yeah. So check it out. Did you play any real games? Over the break. Hearthstone. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Oh, and that magic, that magic tournament that you went to last yeah, week. Yeah, I went. I went to the magic pre-release, um, and I also played uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Oh yeah, over Super Mario Galaxy two over Christmas. Okay, the whole thing did all really? hundred twenty stars, and then Jeez. started doing the green stars. Really fun. Oh, uh, that I'm, game yeah. does some really cool stuff with level design. Uh, I I hadn't really played it before. Yeah, I've, they, I've never played the Galaxy games. They do a beautiful job of teaching you a mechanic before you have to use it hmm. like there's a, a part where there's like these chomps that are on rails and you have to get it into like a hole basically they, they roll along these rails and you want to get into the hole and they teach you how to use a switch before it becomes integral oh, cool. by they, you, you appear in an area and there's some coins above a platform that's lowered and if you hit the switch the platform gets raised up and so you're, you're incentivized to get the coins because you just want the coins and then you notice that there's the same platform mechanic a little further in where you have to get the, the chomp up up on a platform. That's great. And so they just it's a really beautiful way. They teach you with an incentive. Um, it's totally optional that you just learn to do yeah. um, before it's an integral part. I like that. I like, you know, when you can appreciate game design like that. When, so when I actually notice it. Yeah. Go, oh, man, that's really great. Uh, I was... On the on the reverse of that, I've been uh, I took a um, Sega Mega Drive yeah. uh, and Master System in, into work. Uh-huh. We were playing some games there. Some of those games, their level design is just like oh man, out, like ridiculous. Like yeah. they were just throwing stuff at a wall to see what stuck. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, like we were, we were playing um, uh, the first Wonder Boy, uh-huh. and that's a that's a pretty famous game. Yeah, um, but there are some platforms that. That will just, you know, there's there's a classic platforms that will fall away, sure, right? But there's no like, there's no way to tell that that platform is going to fall away when you sure. first jump on it. There's, uh-huh. there's no like, 
I don't know. There's just nothing. And then there's there's times where there's just like a leap of faith. It's like you you go up to a cliff and it's like I can't see any platform in front of me. Yeah. I guess I'm not, just does, gonna jump. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh sheesh. Okay. Yeah. And is there a platform? There was luckily. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you had to do yeah. the thing. Uh, the thing is, you had to do well in this particular case. You had to do the the big like. Uh, th- th- there's two levels of jump. There's just a regular jump, and then you press two buttons and you do a higher jump. Mm. So you had to do the higher jump. But like a leap of faith <laughs> in a video game is like, yeah. what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely old games where you have to like hold down or hold up to look to see the next oh, platform like, or whatever. Oh, maybe, and it's just like maybe that's uh, I don't know, but it's just a, like you never you, you haven't used that mechanic for you know 20 levels, yeah. and then <laughs> this one random spot where you have to use it to progress. You're like, oh, okay. You look online, and it's the sort of thing that you you only find out about because a friend of a friend of a friend yeah, told you. That's that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, we've learned a lot since then. Um, all right, we've got what time for one question. This is from Reddit user Bial B A I A L. He asks, or she, um, as for game development, is it hard to test for every interaction in such a complex game? How do you go about deciding how to test interactions? Uh, this is a, very much directed towards QA, I guess, because mm. and and design as well. Um, well, I guess you guys I don't know. I don't haven't really... <laughs> got a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry about that much. No. Um, basically, we when we're thinking about a mechanic or or a, something, we we just sort of run through a list of possible repercussions, and there it's it's pretty inevitable that we occasionally miss one just because we like the more we add. Mm the more interactions there can be and the, the more likely it is that we'll miss something. But we also have a really good QA team that is pretty thorough about these sorts of things. And inevitably, sometimes they miss stuff too. Um, although it's, it's not that often. Um, but ultimately, like, it, we're pretty good at predicting whether something has the potential to have a lot of dangerous interactions. Um, things with absolutes where you, like, turn something on or off like for example um an item that makes you immune to to elemental damage and take double damage from physical Mm -hmm. um that's quite dangerous because there's ways to to make you immune to physical as well Mm. even if it's temporary yeah you can spend a lot of time just immune to damage then um and so but maybe sometimes that's a, a a build that you'd want you know to to encourage to work you know yeah yeah that's true we've got we've mm. got an item that makes you immune to elemental damage for example mm. or in fact it makes you absorb it but it's very hard to maintain it and there is a crazy build that sort of tries to exploit it and does mm. it to some degree of success um but we're pretty good for the most part about like if 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 there's an absolute it's pretty easy to tell what's going to be dangerous about it and when we're wrong, we've got ways of fixing it after after it's launched. Um, it's not like a, a card game where a certain combination of cards can can ruin a meta. Yeah. But even then, like if we're looking at Magic, for example, they will ban cards if it if it's dangerous. So they've got a really famous example. Magic is a game with a lot of interactions, and they had an item. A, a card called Skull Clamp, which, uh, if you equipped it to a monster, I think it gave it plus one attack and minus one life. Mm. And if the equipped monster died, you could draw a card. But then you could equip it to a monster to 
specifically kill that monster and draw a card um, if the monster had like less, less one life yeah. right and that became the dominant use use case and magic like the, the people who made magic did not predict this being the case mm. and so it became a, the most efficient way to draw cards in the game and people would create decks that would just create like one life creatures to kill and draw into the whatever they want and they ended up having to ban that card real fast oh wow um do they ever um do they ever like patch cards like do they ever just re-release cards that have got updated no with with that you you kind of can't when a card when a card exists it exists yeah you can't re-release that card with different rules text then they have thing they have this thing called errata which is like rules that aren't printed and sometimes there'll be corrections there that will or or clarifications Hmm. um but for the most part if they want to fix something they'll just print a new card with the mechanic they actually want oh yeah yeah um which is that's sort of the the magic method of fixing and they'll wait for it to cycle out or they'll ban it outright mm-hmm. in, in a format um so yeah it's, it's sort of inevitable that we'll miss stuff but we have methods of dealing with it yeah that that question kind of reminded me of um you know how people talk about how buggy fallout is oh yeah and how like uh like you'd hear on giant bombcast brad would Say you can't test every kind of case. That's of, true. Of, I, I listened to this it, just the other true? day. I mean, it is. It sounds bad to me. It's not, not bad. It like when you have a game like that. Yeah. Don't you want to just have like this massive like spider diagram where it's like these things happen and yeah. and then well with I mean with Fallout specifically like yeah they can't test for everything because it's like anything can happen like nobody has exactly the same experience Mm -hmm. but there are some there are some bugs in that game that it's just like come on i'm sure yeah surely like you could have noticed something yeah yeah but we also i mean we work in (laughs) in a game where there's bugs yeah and sometimes it's a case of if we fix this bug this thing breaks yeah and what's the worst what's worse the the broken thing like we can rush out a fix Mm. that and and this thing will work but these these two other things stop working, mm. and it, it, the, what's more critical, we we can take our time trying to find a better yeah. solution. Um, yeah. And sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and be like, "This is going to not work super well for a while." Like we, yeah. Also, you you get some cases. I I think this is how Street Fighter Two came out. Well, it it was just a uh, an exploit basically. Yeah. And it just happened to make the game way better. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. they just embrace it. Cool. Um. Yeah. So I guess it can happen in, like work in your favor somehow yeah. as well. I mean, wave dashing in in Smash Brothers Melee, I think, is oh. just a, now a, a known mechanic that people use. Um, we actually have an example of this where we had a bug that we didn't. I mean, we didn't know about this bug because it was related to latency and, and updating stats on monsters and, and, and your minions. Um, and because we play on local servers and with really fast pings or whatever, we never noticed that if you have like a lot of minions. On a on a higher latency client or whatever, yeah, it starts to slow down, uh, and so we released this item that a lot of people were having major slowdown issues with because they were further away from our servers, and so we we did put out a fix that wasn't like a great fix. It's it's mm. sort of a band aid for one of the cases, and then there's a whole other case that's still problematic, um, and we just we I mean there's no way there wasn't really a good way for us to test it, uh, just because it's it's related to things that. Are are just not 
we don't worry about these things yeah. <laughs> um, because it's not it's hard to test it. Yeah, uh, it'd um, be pretty funny, fun to test that kind of stuff. Like, hey, hey Jonathan, do you want to just fly over to Australia? <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah. so like you have to you have to have like a, a test client in the U.S. or something, like a oh, test yeah, server yeah, in the yeah, U.S. Yeah. or whatever, it's somewhere far away, and and be testing specifically when this yeah, that's... in this latency mode with with a certain thing in mind. So it, it's 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 hard to test mm. for those sorts of things. What happens to the minions? What what would happen? Oh, basically, you you'd get um like increased life regen for every certain type of minion you had out, and it would have to update that life regen on every minion. And so the more minions you have, the more light times uh, you're updating the stat, yeah. and it's just it spirals out of control. And and because it has to update on the server, and because the server can be quite far away. And it has to update lots of things. It, mm-hmm. it starts to take more and more and more time. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, I think we're out of time. Yeah. That's us. Um, we, we talked a lot. We had a lot to talk about, though. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back. Yeah. Uh, quickly, one one last thing. Oh. Um, I, just had, I just had an idea of this. Uh, what was your guys' top game of last year? <laughs> you know what mine was. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, it come out last year? Oh, it came out on PC, PC right? Last year, oh. Yeah. I'm going to say. Path of Exile. Oh. Oof. Yeah. What do you think? That's that's that didn't come out last year. It's a bad game. Well, we had <laughs> no. some good expansions. Yeah. 2.0. 2.0 came out, came out last year. Yeah, it was... Um, the Awakening. Yeah. It was a good year that's, for that's Path of Exile. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Blake? I'm um, going to guess it was The Witcher. Yeah, it was The Witcher. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> it was the Witcher. Did you even finish that game? Nope. Ugh. I don't even... I've asked... Uh, I've told people where I'm up to and they're like, yeah, you're probably like two-thirds of the way through. <laughs> Wow! Oh God, this game is massive. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, that that Witcher game won quite a few awards last yeah, year, apparently yeah. too. It's a good game. You know, one thing I will give that game <laughs> is that it's got very cool monsters. Like, um, yeah. if you check out Art Station or anything, and the high poly sculpts of those monsters oh, right. look incredible. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, they do look pretty cool. <laughs> and, do you not and, know what I'm what, talking about? What, no, <laughs> but but I'll I'll take your word for it. Like the monster designs is yeah yeah, yeah amazing cool. And how? What was your top game? Was it GTA? It was GTA. Okay. Yeah, you know that didn't come out last year, right? It, it did come out last oh, year. PC, for, PC uh, port. I don't know that that so counts. So it was, came out a month before The what, Witcher. Was there new content? And it still looks better. Yeah, they had the lowriders content. Oh man, <laughs> they, so a new kind of car. Oh, also, rumor has it <laughs> it's going to be some single player DLC coming. Come, oh, cool. Coming. Really? Yeah. So, cool. so you know, 2016 game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you might be I good hate you so much. <laughs> all right, that's all we got time for. All right, awesome. Um, if you want to email some questions, email frontseatquestions at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash frontseatcast, or tweet at us at frontseatcast. Uh, and we'll be back probably in a couple weeks. Yep, two weeks. Yeah, cool. for sure. Cool. See you. See you. Bye. Every time there's an update for, uh, I guess that's <laughs> <laughs> for um, GTA, you're gonna be like game of the year. Yeah, yeah.